Welcome everyone to episode 469 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Today's topic is going to be Fall Guys. Corey, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. Where were you when Tim the Tatman got his first Fall Guys win? <laughs> did, did you follow any of that saga? No, but I'm laughing because I know exactly what you're talking about because I... It might have been on Twitter or something. I saw somebody who also had never heard of Tim the Tap, Tap Man okay. saying, I never heard of this guy until he started trying to get his Fall Guys win. Dude, it's it's been hilarious. Okay, Because I started watching him like right about when COVID started. He's from Syracuse, yeah. by the way. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he's living in... He's actually moving to Florida like tomorrow. Um, Neat. But yeah, he's he's from Syracuse. He's lived in Syracuse his, most of his life. Um. I found that out accidentally, and then I I started watching him because of that, and I re- really entertained by him. But yeah, he started playing Fall Guys like last week at some point, and he just was was not good at it at first, terrible. And then he started just losing and losing and losing repeatedly. So the Fall Guys Twitter started giving him a hard time about it, and then everyone <laughs> everyone on the internet started piling on all the gaming accounts for like KFC Gaming was giving him a hard time. Uh, like just everyone was was piling on him. So um, I started watching like a little bit this week because every day he's like, well, today is going to be the day that I get my win. Um, and finally, yesterday, uh, when I was making dinner, I was watching the stream and that's that was when he ended up uh, uh, getting his win. And it was it's so good. And then the stuff, the Internet gold that came out of him winning has also been very entertaining to watch. So, but there was he had over three hundred thousand people watching him trying to wow. win, get a win in Fall Guys. Three hundred thousand people. It's insane. That's insane. Yeah, he he usually averages like forty k when he's playing like Warzone. Um, and so that was you know huge numbers for him. Good good for oh, him. Gosh, yeah, that's awesome. Congrats on the win. Congrats yeah. on uh, your streaming life. Uh, yeah congrats on doing that from syracuse like good for you that's awesome yeah uh but i mean fall guys that in itself is a very entertaining game also Mm -hmm. so uh that is going to be our main topic for today Corey, do you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode i do actually i played another game pass game called undermine oh nice i'm excited to talk about that i don't believe i played anything new outside of fall guys so yeah, I should say, I don't know if Undermine is new, uh, new to me anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, so first, I'll, I'll get, I guess I'll run down what Fall Guys actually is, because uh, I didn't hear about this game really until it came out and people started playing it. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't follow development. I just kind of came out of nowhere, it feels like, and then everyone started playing it. It's uh, free on PS Plus, too, which is uh, another thing to know. Is that how you played it, Corey? That is how I played it, yep. Okay. Uh, I bought it on Steam. It's $20. Well worth it. Um, but it's basically it's basically like a battle royale where you go up against um, 60 other, or 59 other, a group of 60. They're supposed to be jelly beans. Oh, so I you're didn't kinda, know that. Yeah, you're kind of <laughs> like a squishy jelly bean, uh, and you're, you're running obstacle courses or playing team games. Uh, and you slowly elim- get eliminated throughout the five rounds until there's one person left at the very end of the game. Uh, so, Corey, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get your thoughts first. What do you what do you think of Fall Guys? I really enjoy it. I'm not going to go out of my way to say how great of a game it is mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot more that can be done with it. I think yeah. I think 
this game has a long lifespan of improvements. Yeah. Um, it, it is only on season one right now. So I do think they're going to have seasons like your standard online game. Um, that's what it seems like anyway. Yeah. And, and they should, I mean, if, to me, it's an awesome proof of concept, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are some things that I, I feel like it's a little rough around the edges. Some of the levels aren't great. Um, yeah. There are some issues. I know they have big issues with cheaters, which maybe you can help me identify when someone's cheating. Um, I don't know that I've seen it. I've seen but... it twice, um, but they are very quick to ban people. Okay. Um, and and I only know that because of you know I, I've been more uh, more involved in in watching like big big the big streamers. So um, they are they're very pleased because uh, uh, Call of Duty Warzone cheating is is rampant in that right now and they do nothing about it and and fall guys is very quick to ban cheaters so yeah, I'm a, can i put my grumpy old hat yeah or grumpy old man hat on for a second of course why do people do that i don't know i don't know what the fun is in cheating here i don't i don't i don't see it hmm but it's, I mean, I it's, see... and it's it's very obvious too i like it's probably not as obvious in something like call of duty Warzone, but yeah. the one that i saw was the gate jumping one and the person was just literally jumping over the gates. And so, you know how you have to jump and dive through the gates to burst them open. Uh-huh. He was literally just jumping over them, like uh. all the way down. And, and now like, that guy's cheating. So is that a, a, like an in-game exploit of some sort? Or is that like third party software? Not installed as running? far as I know. Yeah. From what I gather that because that person got banned. So regardless of what it is, um, they were either knowingly abusing an exploit or or using another piece of software to cheat gotcha okay um yeah anyway yeah so the game is is and even saying rough around the edges isn't the right way to put it simple i think it's it's very simple simple Simple, right now simple ton of potential it's a blast to play for like a day uh but honestly after i played a day maybe a day and a half I'm kind of over it for now uh, until there's some more that comes out of it. Don't get me wrong. If I had people to play with um, or even just like I've had my fiance play, like just watching her, it's a blast. Like I will do that anytime anybody asks. I think Uh, that's that's why single player. I think that's why it's so popular on Twitch right now is is it's fun to watch too. It's one of those games that's because of how simple it is. I think too, you can understand what the person is going through. Yep. When they're failing repeatedly, because, you know, you've you've that's happened to you if you've played it at all, you know? Yeah, there's only um, four interactions you can do. You can move, you can jump, you can dive, and you can grab, yep. and that's it. Yep. Uh, nothing fancy. You can jump and dive, which yep. I've done. You can yep. ju- I think you can jump and grab. I don't I, know. I think you can dive and grab if, you're, if, you're, if your timing is good enough, you can. Okay. Yeah, so maybe there is some like next level kind of plays, but not really. It's it is a very simple game. Uh, as Dan mentioned, you're just it's battle royale with races. Um, they have survival type matches. There's team matches, and then they have that final elimination match, which reminded me that I wanted to ask you: Was Tim the Tapman's victory? Was it a crown grab or was it? It was the hex. Else? The hex. Okay. Which, which was not his best event. He he kept saying how how like sweaty he would get and nervous. Because again, he had quarter of a million people watching him play, <laughs> and he was in his head a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing about that whole situation too is he was playing with uh, two other pl- play- two other people who were kind of helping him. So now the now the the story is that he can't win on his own. He's got to have <laughs> it was uh, it was Nade shot and and uh, Lando. Oh, 
the heck is his last? Lando Norris, who's a F1 racer and also a, stre- a game streamer, I guess. I don't know him that well, but I, I know Nade Shot. Um, Some people just have life figured out, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Um, <laughs> but it, it was funny, too, because like, you could tell t- Tim was kind of getting down on himself, and and uh, that was definitely negatively affecting how he played. Um, but Nade Shot was like, you got this, you know, you just clear your head because he would start talking about something else. And, and Nade Shot was like, no, just clear your head. Let's focus on this, get it done. So it was like it was uh, a, so fun to watch. What was that old Kevin Costner? Was it Kevin Costner where he's the pitcher and he did that thing like clear the mechanism and then yeah. everything would he just focus yep. in on the yeah. catcher? And yeah, that's uh that's a skill. Um, it is. It and is. I think that's what the, like because I've seen Nate shot stream with a few other people and he's very good at like keeping people focused and because uh, I get distracted at stuff. So sure. I, try to, I try to channel some of that when I'm, you know, try to get in the zone when you're playing. Yeah. So the only reason I brought that was it a crown victory question up was because a friend of mine, Shane, actually, who's been oh, on yeah. the show, I think for maybe the Gears of War episode or um, I don't remember. He was on uh, Borderlands three, maybe. I think it was Gears. Uh, in any case, he he was saying that it's not really a victory unless you get a crown. Oh, so, OK. Interesting. So Tim, the tap man, he got he got some <laughs> more work to do. <laughs> more work to do. He's got to get that solo dub. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's a pretty simple game. I don't know if you want to get into some more of the specifics about some of the races. I thought it yeah, might absolutely. be fun to, to talk about some of the, some of the, um, events or levels or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and some of the ways we, we get ahead in them. Yeah. Do you want me to call up a list of the events? Um, if you want, I pulled out already some of the ones that I have commentary on. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's start. And if that. you just want to fire out some extras that you want to talk about um mm-hmm. i'm good i'm good with that so one of the races i wrote down is the doordash race mm-hmm. so uh one of my favorites it's pretty simple uh, as dan mentioned it's 60 people um all racing towards the end here and it gets pretty crazy when you get all lumped together but i like doordash uh because the way it works is the starting gun goes off and you are just like cattle herding down this tight path and then um, the path narrows throughout the course and dotted along the course are a line of doors and you never know which door is the right door to go in. So there's this mass influx of people all trying to figure out what the right door or doors are just to get through so they can get to the next set of doors. Uh, And that number of doors becomes fewer and fewer the closer you get to the the final um, to the point where there's only one correct door to go through out of, I think, three or four. Um, the way I tackle that is if you're in the lead, don't overthink it. Just try the, the door you're closest to. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep an eye on your periphery to see if any of the other doors open up. And if they do, immediately go for them. Don't don't try to find the door that's closer to you to try to get through because uh, chances are pretty good at it's not going to be one of them. So yeah. um, if, you're, if you try a door, if you're in the lead or close to the lead and you try a door, it doesn't work, just wait till or don't even wait but start walking in a direction until you see another one open up and immediately go to it um if you're stuck in the mob of people which happens pretty frequently if you're yeah. not out and you're of getting it, trampled and you're getting trampled one thing i found that works well is to jump and dive like kind of 
kind of back up a little bit where the away from the mass of people um, to the point where you can jump high enough and then dive. And then a lot of times they'll kind of propel you through just all the chaos there. I don't know if you land on people, if it if it skirts you ahead at all. I'm not sure how the physics are working with the hitboxes and that yeah. interaction there. Uh, but uh, at least in my experience, I, if you jump and dive something enough craziness is going on that they'll propel you through the door and you can kind of skip all the chaos. Yep. Uh, just less of a chance that you'll get stuck on that little door frame. Cause you do have to make, there's just enough of a lip on the door that you have to jump. You over have to it. jump. Yeah. You can't just run yep. through it cause you'll trip and get trampled. Yep. Yep. yep exactly. Yeah, my, my strategy for that one usually is to try to hang around in the first third of people, like right around like one third of the way through the pack mm-hmm. so that, they crash through the doors first or crash up against the wall. And then like you, I hang back for a second. And then when, when I see an opening, I, I head for it. Yep. Um, usually that uh, event comes early on in yep. the sequence of events. So it's there's enough like first people. or second. Yeah. There's enough people where, as you say, as long as, as long as you're in the top third, you can just wait and see and just, it's yeah, yeah. it's 40. If you're, um, yeah, I think the first qualifier is is 40 people so yeah this is two-thirds of the pack like advance yep um yeah so yeah you can just you can stick with that strategy just stay in the top third and just watch and see um i always try i don't know how the point breakdown works but i always try to win every single event just because i suspect that you get more rewards if you win i don't know if that's actually true um, yeah, I sh- we should say that there's uh, 40 levels, and like a battle pass in, in like Call of Duty or Fortnite, you get stuff that you unlock based on the levels that you get. So Because you can customize your bean with, with colors and costumes and, and um, emotes and stuff like that. So you slowly unlock that stuff. Uh, and then they have a, a shop where you spend your purple coins that you earn in the game, or your crowns that you earn in the game too, that you can buy rare more rare stuff for your your bean yeah the uh and the customization stuff i'll say i i I don't care about that stuff at all i very rarely care um in a in a i very rarely care about cosmetics unless it's like an rpg wherein you've dedicated so much time to getting an item that looks really cool then i want to display it but when it's just like unlocking things and you can mix and match what you look like I don't know. That stuff doesn't do anything for me, but I know a lot of people really like it. Yeah, I do. I hope I hope that they get to the point where Fortnite's at, where they can strike licensing deals with all these other IP they're, and start including that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think they're going to. Uh, right now, they're having a charity auction um, for uh, skin, uh, custom-made skin by whoever wins whatever charity auction it is. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I think those, it was over 400000 Last time I checked was the the I don't remember which charity it is, um, but that's all on Twitter. If you want to check out the Fall Guys Twitter, it's all on there. Um, it was that's, that's a good idea. It was apparently Tushy, who makes bidets, <laughs> and the <laughs> the skin that they wanted to use was a it was a the bean with a peach head. It was where it just had a T-shirt on it that said "Ask me about my butthole." <laughs> That is classic. I don't I, know if that's all legitimate. <laughs> I think it is, but it's it's hilarious regardless. Are they going to do that though? It seems like a game for kids. I don't know. I've, I've I'm not really sure. All right, that'll be interesting to see. But yeah. um, yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. Those kind of brand interactions. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a lot of fun and yep. is is good for the brands. You know, yep. humanizes them a little bit. 
and good for charity i mean I, like you said i don't remember what charity it is but yeah it's, it's a, a great idea i think uh you want to talk about some more levels yeah let's do it so there's another one i like and that's just because i tend to do pretty well at it and it's the fruit shoot mm. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, you everybody starts on a platform, and the first thing you do is just jump on this giant uh, treadmill, essentially, that's coming back at you, so you're fighting the treadmill the whole time. Meanwhile, giant pieces of fruit are being launched onto the treadmill, and if they get you, they knock you out, um, which may or may not knock you off the, the treadmill. Treadmill's right. not the right word. Well, there's a better word for that. Conveyor belt. Yeah, yes, conveyor belt. Um, and that means you have to start at the beginning again what i've found best for the fruit shoot is to and this contradicts some of the other advice i read on the internet but um i stay to the outside one of the edges and use those little like angled Mm -hmm. barriers that are sprinkled throughout um to protect you to protect me yeah and it works both ways if you're on the back side of it then the fruit hits the barrier and just bounces off if you're on the front side of it you might get hit by the fruit but at least the barrier is there to stop you from falling off yeah um, the other part I noticed is that you shouldn't jump. Uh, if you jump, you kind of lose your positioning. Yeah. If you jump on any kind of incline, it, it, you stumble a little bit when you land. Yeah. So you, you, I, I'm not positive, but I feel like you take a few steps back if you jump on this conveyor belt. Yeah. Um, but in any case, especially when you're, yeah, that must be it. It must be when you're on an incline because yeah, at the end of bit. it, at the end of it, I think that's the greatest incline. So if you're jumping at the very end, you're actually losing, yeah, losing positioning, steps. which was a mistake I made the first time I did it um, and, and lost because of it, even though I was pretty far ahead of the gang. I, I kept trying to jump to get out of the last little bit, but uh, it just kept pushing me further back. So just keep on your feet and keep moving forward um, and stay to the edge. The advice I was reading online was that you should stay to the middle and just jump over the log that occasionally shows up. But yeah. I've never tried that, and also the the closer you are to the middle, the more fruit you yeah. have coming at you. So, I've, um, I've seen anyone I've watched has had more success running along the edge. Definitely. Okay. I think they, people might be worried about getting bumped off the edge by a piece of fruit if you're not careful, but usually you can kind of tell the mm-hmm. trajectory of the piece of fruit that's coming at you, and they don't seem to land on the edge quite as much as they do in the middle. So right. I, I'm with you. Yeah. I've had more success running yeah, up the side. Yeah, I think sides. it's... It's almost like a statistics thing, right? Because if you're on the outside, there's fewer fewer fruit that's going to hit you, which mm-hmm. gives you more opportunity to track the fruit that is coming at you and dodge it. That's one of the things. Another thing I like about this game is actually coming up with with strategies and stuff. And, and you know, there's not a lot there, but there's definitely like some thinking thought process that goes on with with physics stuff. Because like there's the, the one that has the spinny things. You can use those to like launch you. Yeah. get you further along in the you know if you can use that stuff to your advantage it, it can help you a lot so yeah i do like the thinking part of this game too i do so um i'm gonna skip ahead since you mentioned yeah. the thinking part of it and and just talk about one of the survival levels it's the one called perfect match um mm-hmm. it it's so stupid but i really like it because it's all brain right like mm-hmm. In, in Perfect Match, all you're doing is there's a grid of maybe like 30 squares or something like that. And each one obscures a certain type of fruit. And there's a screen in front of everybody um, that counts down. And as it's counting down, it will show you what fruit is on the 
square that you're standing on and the ones around you so you can see what's actually there but it, it flashes on and then flashes off so you have mm -hmm. to remember which piece of fruit is on each tile and then once the countdown is done on the screen it will tell you which fruit it wants it's gonna um it wants you to jump on and the rest of them will fall out from underneath you and you'll collapse into the slime mm -hmm. if you're not on the right piece of fruit it's stupid only because you don't even need to pay attention just follow the crowd more most people know most people are watching so you don't really need to just go where everyone else goes and and you're, you'll probably be good but um i do like that that's something they're trying to explore with this game i wish there was a little bit more like thinking and puzzly yeah. type stuff and a little bit less platforming mm -hmm. uh, not that i don't like the platforming but it's just it adds another layer to the game that i feel like um, some people might feel like they have more of an advantage in the the mental levels, whereas other people feel like they're probably better at the platforming ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for that one, all I do is same as you. Like I'll try to remember two pieces of fruit. Yeah, and that like where two pieces of fruit are, and if the, if I can't remember if it's something else, I'll just follow the crowd, and that's gotten me success there too far. Because usually I have too much going on in my house to focus and remember where all the pieces of yes. fruit are. Because I have my kids watching me. The uh -huh. dog's barking or like there's too much going on so i can't focus as well as i, I would like so yep well what i was doing early on was just i was memorizing the first letter of each piece of fruit so mm -hmm. if there were you know i'd memorize the first row if it was banana grape uh orange it'd be bgo right mm -hmm. and then i just say that over and over in my head again until i saw which one it actually was and then i would mm -hmm. just jump on it but good strategy um, as of a couple of days ago, I just realized if you just watch where everyone's going, you can jump right on and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I did want to go back to the races just quickly to talk about tiptoe because I think tiptoe is super stupid. Mm -hmm. um, tiptoe is one where everybody starts on the same platform and then there are a grid of blocks that may or may not be illusions in front of you. And your goal is to find the path of blocks that gets you to the finish line. Um, it's usually just one path with a branching path somewhere. Uh, but the, the trick is that you never know if it's an invisible or a, a phantom platform or if it's actually one you can step on. So everybody will like run out and try to find that first platform and then they'll all huddle on it and everybody's really hesitating to try out some more because as soon as you step on one, if it's a yeah. phantom platform, you're in the slime and you got to start over again. Yeah, you try to you try to gently nudge the people that you're with off the platform or forward or backwards and try to find the yes. The things. Uh huh. Um, my, the strategy that's worked pretty well for me, although I don't have much luck in this event. So if you have ideas, Dan, let me know. But yeah. what I do is I try to I try to stay close to the front and in the middle of the tiles. Uh, just because the closer you are to the edge, the, the better chance you have of somebody knocking you off. Um, but when it, what inevitably happens is if I'm not right out front and they find the path to the very end, everybody just jumps immediately as soon as they find that last tile that they need to be on to jump to the ending. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not there, it's that that level is usually like top 10 will advance and everybody else gets eliminated. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not right there in the top 10 or whatever, you're you're sunk. You're yeah. done for. So I just yeah. find it kind of frustrating and not very fair. Too too much too too random, I think. Yeah. Tito well. chimed in for this one and it's something I just noticed today actually when I was playing. Uh with tiptoe fake panels will jiggle every once in a while. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh and then the last two rows of panels are always in a straight line. Uh that's also something I noticed today too. 
Um, but yeah, the the the, the fake know. ones will jiggle if you're if you can like focus on 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 or if you can get yourself in the middle of the platform and not worry about getting pushed off, you can kind of gauge where you need to go oh. based on on the jiggle of the panels. I didn't know that. See. Yeah. Yes, little... for this one, I, I I play it very very slow and conservative, and just try to get into the. Top, it's usually like you said, top ten, and I just try to make it into that top ten or yeah. top eight. Uh, I don't necessarily win it. I'll go gung ho like when they're up until when they're about halfway, and then when they're halfway is when I'll I'll stay and try to nudge someone else onto one of the panels or off the edge. You know, just I was doing eliminate some competitors. I was also doing something I hadn't, I still haven't seen anybody else do. And I don't know if you can only do it from the starting platform onto the tiles. Um, but I was able to jump a two tile gap mm. and dive and land on the the actual platform. Yeah, I've never done two. I've only ever done one, one gap. Yeah. So um, it is possible at least from that starting platform, just because right. I've done it a few times. Because um, you can get a running start, right? Probably, yeah. That's probably why it works there and nowhere else, but um, just something to note. It's usually, I mean, usually if if you're not in that front pack when they find the end, like, you're boned anyway, so it's not like you can use that jump to make up time, but right. um, if they haven't quite figured it out, it might save you that extra couple of seconds just to get you back to the front um, mm -hmm. in time. So... Yeah. Um, some of the other ones I really enjoyed the egg scramble. Oh. I feel like I've come up with some pretty good strategies for the yes. egg scramble. So this is a team one, three teams, blue, red, and yellow. Uh, there are a bunch of eggs in the middle of the field. And then as soon as the whistle goes, it's a mad dash to grab the eggs and then bring them to your base. Um, I found, I saw somebody else do this and I thought it was brilliant, but if you grab an egg and dive towards your base, mm -hmm. it will basically launch the oh, egg yeah. into your, into your base, which I didn't see a ton of people doing. Um, I, I bet if it's crazy, like it probably doesn't work out. If a bunch of people are trying to do it, they're probably all just like blocking each other's eggs. So maybe that's why um, I rarely see people do it, but usually I'm the person on my team doing that. I'll just grab one, launch it, grab another one, launch it, grab another one, launch it. Even if I'm getting close to my base, that's good enough because you just want to keep them away from the other team. And Yeah, and uh, it'll tumble in there. One of your teammates will knock it in there. Usually. Yep, there's also um, two Whirly fans or whatever that um, off, more often than not, I feel like if you get an egg close to them, they're more likely to push the egg towards your base rather than away from it. So uh, there is that. Another thing um, I've noticed with these team events is it's it's like it's kind of like game theory, where if you're in first or second place, you it's in your interest to target the last place team. Um, if if first and second place are doing that, then it's you're gonna win every time. Right. So as long as you get that initial victory, like do whatever you can to get out ahead at the start. I feel like most players now acknowledge that fact that okay, we're in first, we're in second let's team up and get the last place team. Yeah. Uh, there's also the, an element of people that just tries to screw over the yellow team the entire time. Oh, there's hate for the yellow team. There's, there's hate some for the yellow team. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so, funny though. That's something to be aware of too. Dang. That sucks. Um, so what I real, another thing I realized is playing interference is great. Um, yeah. I already mentioned targeting the last with, place with, team. with the egg scramble one. I found the most success playing defense in that. So 
the way it works is your your little like basket so to speak has two steps on the side and then a middle platform to come out so i'll stand there on the middle platform and i'll try to defend and and if i see someone like struggling down on the step below i'll jump down there but otherwise i'll stay up there because they have to get up onto that middle platform to then throw the eggs out some i've seen a few people from the bottom step but it's a lot harder uh, so i'll stand on that step and, and play defense yep there's that's definitely like I, I almost feel like there's positions people should play to like mm -hmm. really to figure this out but um what i usually do if i see there's one or two of my teammates already in my pit like defending i'll go out and play defense in the field a little bit and that's nice because not only are you preventing people from stealing your eggs or coming into your base to try to steal your eggs, any loose eggs that are flying around, you have an opportunity to grab and bring to your base. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, the, the times I've spent in the base, I felt like I wasn't as useful as if I was out like in the field doing the same type of thing. Um, just because there's that added opportunity of new eggs finding their way to your feet, you know, and you can just yeah. grab them and throw them in your base. What about rock and roll? This is maybe my favorite one. Which one's that? Is that, is that one of the races? Yes. Well, it's okay. uh, the team one the, with the ball that you push oh, to the yeah, finish yeah. line. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So the reason I like this one is because you can totally troll the other team. Um, I think it's teams of eight usually. Does yeah, that sound right? Six or eight? Right. Um, they're all pushing a ball towards the end, and there's obstacles you have to, to get around. Um, so one thing I noticed is not... It's it doesn't always make sense to have everybody on your team pushing in the same direction. And the no. reason that is, is because too often you're overcompensating because everybody's pushing in one direction. You have to overcome a hurdle of some sort. You get over it, but everybody's pushing. So then the ball just goes all the way in one direction. Um, and that's not usually helpful. So I usually try to kind of just watch and see like, OK, they're pushing in this direction. Um if, if they continue to push in this direction, they'll get over this barrier, but they're going to hit this pole. So I'll kind of stand off by the pole and just wait for that big push to get over the hump. And then I'll kind of guide it in the direction we want. But I've also found that same situation, as long as you're in first or second, if you skip to the end um, or as soon as you push your ball over that ledge, so there's a big ledge at the end that you push your ball and then it's just like a final straight away down to the finish line. As soon as you get your ball over that ledge and your ball's going in the right direction, leave it alone. Let the rest of your team take care of it. Go and stop one of the other balls from one of the other teams, um, which goes against a lot of the advice I read online. They're saying like so one of the um, articles I was reading right before we started recording was saying, like, don't bother trying to stop someone's ball. I've never seen it work. And I have done it myself. Like I've yeah. stopped balls all by myself. Uh, at least a couple times. So it's hmm. definitely possible. Um, it's also fun to grab the other team as they're trying to push their ball and just hold <laughs> Pull them. them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, anytime I saw, you're grabbing, go ahead. Yeah. I saw something new today. It, it was, I've played this game probably like 12 hours maybe. Uh, and I saw something new in that game for the first time today. And that was someone just sprinting ahead and waiting for one of the other teams to get their ball down to start disrupting right away. Yep. Rather than like like you, Corey, when you were hanging back uh, to try to try to guide if you needed to, but this person just sprinted ahead, waited yeah. for the first team, and started disrupting like immediately while the rest of us pushed yep. the ball. And I was like, "Hey, that's a great idea." I mean, now that I think about it, if you're in last, that's not a bad idea. It's just yeah. like your your teammate your teammates are gonna get the ball over eventually, mm -hmm. so you might as well kind of skip ahead and try and slow down the other teams. You know. Yeah. 
That might be my favorite one. Some of the other team ones are fun. I don't have a ton of commentary on them, like the soccer one. Um, yeah, there's there's soccer. There's the one where you have to get the volleyballs into your your area. It's yep. a three team one. The soccer is a two two team one. Um, mm-hmm. There, yeah, it's it's like Rocket League in uh, in in what's its face uh, in, in Fall Guys. Yeah, the soccer one. So yeah. Um, the last uh, one I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you have any other ones you want to bring up, Dan, is Hexagon. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the final ones. Um, you start on a hex block with everybody else that's remaining. I think it's like eight people. And uh, that hex bl- block falls as you're standing on it. And then there are several other layers of multiple hex blocks that you fall through. Um, so you can land and you can jump to another platform. Or you can fall through to the next layer. In same situation there. You can jump to another platform or you can fall through. Uh, the only tip I have for this one is often when you start this match, there are open platforms um, at the top level. Right at so the top, starts yeah. Right at the top. If you're quick, you can jump to one of those just to buy yourself a little bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed that it's almost important to know what's beneath you and where yeah. you're going to land as it is knowing what the next hex you jump to is because you could be all the way up top, but so many people have fallen below you that it's just wide open beneath you. So even if you're all the way at the top in the lead, if you fall through a platform and don't know where you're going to land, you could fall all the way through to the slime and then you're toast. Yeah. Um, same situation there. I've noticed you can jump over a two hex gap dive and and as long as you're quick to get back up on your feet and jump you can still make it to another mm-hmm. platform on the same level so um those are the only tips i have for that one i don't know that i've ever come close to winning it so that was the one that was the one that i won was was that was that you're crazy hex you're crazy um, so there there was a little bit of controversy with this one too i, I don't know if you saw this Corey, but um it was i don't know if i don't know who it was if it was a streamer or someone but they were they were watching another stream or YouTube video of someone doing the hex and complaining about how they were a tryhard and they were ruining the game because they were using like strategies. You know, they, he was doing, he was jumping from tile to tile. So they fall slower because mm-hmm. uh, they fall slower when that happens. Cause it, it's immediately starts to fall when you land on it. So if you're running yeah. from tile to tile, they fall faster than if you jump, 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 jump. And uh, yeah, this, this person was complaining about the streamer, like I said, being a tryhard uh, and saying that ruined the game, to which I said, eh. Because I started like that. I just feel like it's common sense that you would do that. Like I started doing that without even seeing that that's how it was done, just because I had done it a few times. Um, you know, it, I don't I didn't didn't care for that. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I like that game. Yeah, Tito says the tryhard complaints are dumb. Totally agree. <laughs> like, I, why wouldn't you try to win? Why wouldn't you do your best? To, like, I do my best to win, even if I know it's something I'm not good at. Oh, Dan, I don't. I, it, you know what? It's the participation trophy generation. That's what it is. It's yeah. I, there's not not very many things that I like. I'm pretty open minded guy, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. There aren't very many things that are going to upset me. But when you're playing a game, try to win. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I've played like risk with people who are like, ah, I don't really care who wins. I, I like this guy more. So I'm going to help him win. And it's like that ruins it for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tito says it's not cheating. It's, it's fair game. It's I, it, it's strategy. Like, it's not like he was using some high level strat that the average right. person couldn't do. He yeah. was just jumping from platform to platform. It just 
it, yep. use your head, you know? Yep. Yep. Try to win. Um, try to win. Exactly. And uh, I always it's like demos in rocket league. <laughs> exactly. People are like, oh, you guys like, you're just going to demo the whole time. And it's like, well, no, it, we're trying to win yeah, by exactly. destroying your car. Well, it was, I, I always hated gym class until I started really trying hard. And I'd be, once I became a gym class hero, um, gym class became a lot more fun. Yes. You know, it's okay to be competitive. Like, yeah, that's that's what games are for. Like, yeah. tr- try to win. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah, games are designed to be fun when everybody's trying, yeah. like doing everything they can to try to win. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah, I feel like we covered everything pretty well. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a pretty simple game, other than it's very simple. Yeah, what we've talked about. So yeah, it's very simple, but it, there's um. Oh, Tito says they love the demo argument. The developers literally took the time to code that in the game. How is it cheating? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a good blend of being a very simple game, very easy game to pick up, but also, again, having strategy involved and, you know, using your head to... Because, you know, again, I there's a lot of physics in it, and I like to try to use that to my advantage, so that's... Uh, I don't. I can't remember the names of of all the the games, but the race one with the spinny things, like using that to push yourself ahead and try to get yeah. ahead of people. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've found myself with this game, like I'm like, because when I get a few minutes, I'll sit down and play. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll I'll do one round, and then I get eliminated. I'm like, crap, I can't I can't go out like that. I'm gonna do another one, <laughs> and I I end up doing like four or five rounds, and like an hour and a half has gone by. Oh my god. Yep. Um, that's how much fun I'm having with the game um, right now. So I, I really, really like it. I, it was well worth the, the 20 bucks I spent on it. I hope it comes to Xbox uh, and hopefully Game Pass, uh, ideally. Uh, so I pro- I'll probably buy it anyway. Um, but, I mean, I feel like it's something that would run on the Switch just fine. Like this, It's a game that think. they could really, really, ham- uh, really do the cross-play because um, I feel like it's going to be a big and popular game for a while, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, I mean, 60, 60 players worth of physics might be a little heavy on. Uh, well, I know from the PC side, the specs are very low. For, oh, okay. For it, so Good. I don't, I see no reason why it wouldn't run on the switch. They might have to yeah. dumb it down to 30 frames, but right. I don't, I don't know that that would, it wouldn't, it would ruin it for me, but it probably not for a lot of people, but I would play on my computer. So. Yeah. Buy it, play it enjoy it. i'm excited to see what the future of this game brings um this battle royale style of game i is clearly taking off um and it as it should it's a lot of fun yeah uh, i'm the last person that i would have thought would have gotten into these types of games but you know i i freaking love Fortnite. i love call of duty warzone i was just terrible at it and i didn't want to keep playing it because of that um this this game likewise it's it's just so much fun mm-hmm yeah, it's uh, $20 on Steam right now. It's free on PS4 if you have PS Plus. So that's the, the best way to best way to play it. It run, You know what? Let me call up the specs because I'm pretty sure it's not quite toaster low, but I th- I'm pretty sure it's it's fairly low. It's work laptop low. Yes. Yeah, it would definitely run on your on your work laptop. Because uh, I. Let's see. Also uh, kind of bummed that the family share is not a thing yeah. on Steam for this game. There's a few of those now. Yeah. So it's 
8 gigabytes of RAM. That should be in any computer that you own. Uh, GTX 660 or AMD Radeon HD 7950, which that's what you, you have the 7950 in your computer, right, Corey? My desktop? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I haven't even turned that thing on in months. I think, I think it's a HD 7950. Uh, Intel Core i5 or AMD equivalent. So, uh, And then 2 gigabytes of available space. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah. Low specs. So, yeah, that's that. Um, anything else, Corey? You want to talk about for fall no. guys? No. All right, let's get into nibble bits then. Uh, do you have anything ready? While I call it my. Uh, yeah, news? I do. Um, couple of quick hitters, and then I wanted to talk a little bit more about Epic and Apple. I did a oh. little bit of research. Oh, good. Um, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword for Switch apparently showed up in an Amazon UK listing. Oh, nice. And it was apparently published on Nintendo's actual page. So um, oh, all signs a sure thing. point to, yeah, Skyward Sword for Switch. Uh, I'd be okay with that. I vaguely remember playing Skyward Sword. I also vaguely remember feeling like it was a little bit clunky to start, um, but got better as the game went on. I, I still don't, I don't think I ever beat it or came close to beating it. So I'm definitely curious about that. Um, if it comes with like a $30 price tag, I'll probably bite. It probably won't though. It will probably cost 60 bucks if I had to guess, especially if they call it remaster or something yeah. like that, you know? Oh, it'll be the, it'll be full price. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I would think it would be full. Nintendo can do that though. Which is too bad. Well, they didn't do it with, um, the Link's Awakening remake, right? That was 50. No, I think that was 60. Was it full price? I think so. Oh, okay. Those jerks. Yeah. Uh, but that felt short for a full $60 game. But sure. I loved it anyway, so I, I, don't, I guess I shouldn't be complaining. Uh, there was that. Also, Sega said they will aggressively, quote-unquote, focus on PC ports after Steam strength during lockdown. This is according to GameIndustry.biz. Apparently, Persona 4 Golden was the kicker for them. They saw wild success with Persona 4 Golden on Steam. Um, I'm not crazy about Sega's library of franchises, so this isn't huge news to me, but I did want to bring it up, Dan, because... I feel like you and I would just say to this, well, yeah, like, duh, you know, yeah. <laughs> we've been saying more PC ports of games, um, especially now. Like, I, I I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I, I know I talked to Will. The amount of people that I follow on Instagram that built PCs over the past three or four months, it's probably 20. Yeah. And that's a lot of that's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. 20 people either building or like up significantly upgrading their PCs like. Yep. And you Steam know, is and th- that's it's, a, it's only a small portion of the actual gaming population, you know. Yeah, and Steam is such a like great resource for finding and discovering games. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's I don't know they I uh, can't say they have a monopoly on it because they don't, um, but they do it right in my opinion. Yeah, and then Ep- you know the Epic Game Store like giving away free games every week. Like, oh, I thought you'd was- never mention the Epic's game store dan um (laughs) it's a good segue so i did read a very little like 10 minutes worth of reading about this and um i messaged you after last week's episode dan saying that i feel like uh both both apple and epic are the bad guys here yeah um apple because come to find out they're a two trillion dollar company um making goo goo bucks through their (laughs) app store um 
so I do kind of understand the Epic like monopoly argument. Um, however, Epic had planned this. They had a strategy in place for oh, this sure. exact scenario, which kind of turned me off to the, their their claim a little bit. Um, apparently, they released some video like immediately after the news came out, yeah. like stating their case. So they were obviously prepared. Um, they obviously wanted to rile up the Fortnite mob. Uh um weaponize as i read on twitter like weaponize the 12 year olds against apple (laughs) which i guess is smart but i also feel like it's a little bit sleazy because epic is trying to act like it's this virtuous thing they're doing breaking up this monopoly and you you lose you lose the moral superiority card when you weaponize your fan base yeah i i agree with that i i mean so yeah, Epic is sort of claiming it's it's a good faith argument. It's just an antitrust thing, and that they're not seeking monetary compensation, but they they are. They really are. I mean, thirty percent of sales um, from apps in the App Store go through go to Apple, and I'm sure Epic sees that thirty percent number and is doing the math and is realizing how much more money they would have if they could even get a fraction of that thirty percent back. I think. I I don't do we talk about it last week but I feel like it was a very like over the course of like a quarter of a year uh Fortnite made epic like a billion dollars something something Jeez. crazy like that um just in a short amount of time just off the 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 iOS app store Yeah I mean and that's it's I'm not faulting like epic but don't act like it's this virtuous thing that you're doing um the end result could be beneficial in some ways to the consumer. Um, I'm not arguing that, but I also know that Apple's strength um, is that it's in total control of its ecosystem of products. And because of that, things just work. I mean, everything talks to everything and and everything works pretty well. Um, Granted, it comes at a premium cost. (laughs) And also they're taking this 30% from all the people who publish apps on their app store. Um, which is why I think, you know, this $2 trillion company could maybe, could maybe afford to rethink some things. Um, that said, I, I don't know. I mean, they've, uh, Epic has done a good job of like getting a bunch of people to sign off on this. I don't, I'm not really sure the legal side of it is if it's like a class action lawsuit of all these developers and publishers coming at apple i'm not really sure but they there's definitely a, yeah have... there's a few other companies that that piled on after i can't remember which ones they were yeah. um, but the, the, i mean there were some some big names in there definitely and why wouldn't they i mean they have nothing to lose they they probably would have done the same thing if they had the resources to yeah. to, to do something like this epic happens to have it but i just get annoyed when anytime anybody thinks a company is doing something like this for the good of everyone like no there's there's always some financial incentive otherwise they wouldn't do it you know um yes there's something to be said for positive pr but it does not have the return on investment something like this would Mm -hmm. um compared to the monetary you know yeah compensation they would get for for something like this so i don't know i i just I think they're both assholes in this situation, which is pretty normal when it's corporation versus sure. corporation. Um, but I just like I, to I, grab the popcorn and see how it all shakes out. Well, I downloaded the whole legal filing. Um, it's like it's 65 pages. I don't anticipate I'll read it all, but I do want to skim through it because I did see somebody claim that um, um, 
as part of this, uh, the legal filing, and I, I'm saying allegedly because I just read this on Twitter that somebody said, the legal filing allegedly states that Epic wants to put their own Epic app or their own Epic App Store app on iOS. Mm-hmm. So people would be downloading the Epic App Store through Apple's i, I uh, Apple's iOS store, um, and then Epic would control their own App Store, which <laughs> that just seems crazy to me. I mean, why would Apple allow something like that? Yeah, you could. Yes, there's a monopoly argument to be made there, but um, again, I, I I don't know. I think it's. I feel like it's more Epic being greedy than it is Apple um, being greedy in this situation. Yeah. I read somewhere that uh, apparently Tim Sweeney, the the CEO of Epic, has been preparing for this for years now. Yeah. So. Yeah, and again, like I don't want to sound like Apple's not doing anything wrong here because the, they're doing just fine, and thirty percent is a lot of money to take. But uh, I mean, if I were Apple, honestly, a situation like this, I would have cut him a deal and been like, yeah. "Yep, let's do this quietly behind 15%. closed doors." Fifteen percent. Are you good with that? are you good with that for the next two years? You know, something like I'm, I imagine they wouldn't say yes forever for that, but um, at least put it like a two year window on it or something and then they can reassess. But yeah. I don't know. I, there's also probably a ton of things we have no idea about that go on behind closed doors. I never sure. try to, you know, really speculate because we just have no idea. But uh, I just, I, I just want people to be careful assuming that um, Apple's the asshole here when, uh, it's, uh, their Epic is weaponizing their 12 year olds against. Yeah. I think everyone saw that V bucks are cheaper and they're like, Oh, okay. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't claim to understand all of that, but I did read that side of it. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I just waiting through this stuff is it's a full-time job Yeah, to like really wrap your head around what's actually going on. So, um, imagine being a corporate lawyer right now when that sort of stuff is going on i mean apple certainly pays their people a lot of money and apparently epic does too because they've got the the resources to fund the rest you know well i was reading um so when i found that apple was a two trillion dollar company there was also uh epic's parent company is partially owned by tencent or something like that yeah yep that tencent has a, a minority stake in epic and apparently Epic is just like an $8 billion company. So it, it is really David versus Goliath, right? <laughs> it doesn't seem that way, but yeah, it, it is. Um, so maybe just for that, we should be rooting for the underdog. But like you said, it doesn't feel like they're the underdog here. Um, and, and I don't, I mean, lately, I don't know that Epic has really garnered much goodwill with some of the stuff that they've been doing with the, the Epic store. Um, I've changed my tune on the Epic store. You like it more now? Uh, there's there's two reasons and one of them is not even related to the epic store the first is there they give away free games every week yeah uh, some really good ones and the second is gog galaxy which puts your library all in one spot regardless of what storefront it's on Uh, Uh, my biggest problem before was the the five different apps and storefronts that you had to had to go through but but gog galaxy has all it's got epic it's got uh blizzard uh, is battle.net it's got ubisoft it's got origin huh. steam so i don't even care anymore that they're all on different different things <laughs> the, so <laughs> this is getting very meta the aggregators the the steams you know they had to their aggregation and now we have got galaxy which 
aggregates the aggregators. Yeah. I'm just wondering what's after God Galaxy. You yeah. Know, what's, like, what's, what's the next level yeah. of this? Yeah. But anyway. It's the one just... where they inject it directly into your brain. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's uh, all I've got. Okay. I got a couple small ones. Uh, NHL 21 is not coming to PC despite rumors. Apparently, I didn't know there was rumors that it was coming to PC. Oh, um, yeah. But there was also a filing for NHL 94, but a, a current version of NHL 94 that's been that's been rumored. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Well, there's that. Um, isn't there like a like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a shareware version of that already? There is for some of the old football games. I don't know if there's one for hockey. There might be. Oh, OK, there might be. Uh, let's see. I had one other thing I wanted to cover real quick. Eh. Man, I'd love to have NHL 20 on PC. I would too. I, I mean, I have an Xbox, but could you imagine how that would get modded? Oh, that would be cool. That would be so fun. Oh, uh, along with the, the 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 Epic Apple thing, people are selling Fortnite iPhones for thousands of dollars on eBay now. So. What is a Fortnite iPhone? It just has Fortnite installed on it already, I guess. Oh, oh, gotcha. Must be must be jailbroken. Well, no, if you have installed it, it won't delete it. Oh, okay, so it's still okay, I see. Yeah, you just can't download it. That seems crazy though, because I'm pretty sure there's ways to sideload apps like that. There is with a iPhone you have to jailbreak it. In order to sideload anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I have at least a couple apps on my phone that are no longer available in the App Store. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm sour. I was very sour because iOS took my favorite weather app and made it Apple only. What's that? Dark Sky. Uh, I use Weather Underground. It was devastating when that happened it was it was so good that i even paid a little bit of money yearly for it nice and it's gone now so uh i'm bitter about that a little bit <laughs> try weather underground i i like it i the weather channel app oh that's garbage avoid. yeah avoid I, it all costs. i went through five or six uh before i found dark sky this is an aside but before i found dark sky i'm using accuweather now it's okay um, but it's not as good as dark sky was so I will look into a weather underground. Yeah. I used their app years ago, but I had a lot of trouble with the forecast not being updated correctly or putting me in the wrong location. Um, yeah. And then some of the ones with ads, like once the uh, weather channel app got like achievements, I'm like, this is not, I just want to look at the weather. I don't care about any of this stuff. They have the weather channel is working with some weird marketing agency. They have like the most clickbaity articles on their website. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's all like the sky is falling kind of stuff like fear mongering. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the, the gamification of the weather channel app, like wh- what? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm trying anyway. too hard. Way too hard. Uh, so anyway, how was your week, Corey? Uh, pretty good. It's been pretty quiet. Um, just watching more hockey. I did. I was hoping Will would be here because I wanted to mention that I uh, started um, watching Dragon Ball GT again, mm. Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Grand Tour, which I love Dragon Ball Grand Tour. I love all of Dragon Ball, but the Grand Tour series is just so crazy and out there. Um, 
I've, I know I've talked about it before, but right off the get-go, like the first episode of, of Dragon Ball GT, Goku gets shrunk to a little kid, and he stays that way through... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when he stops being a little kid again, but um, I don't know. Just like that version of Goku is my favorite, like the original Dragon Ball series. He's just such a... He's my spirit animal. I, I want to be... I want his brain because he's just like the nicest guy ever, and he's also kind of an idiot and aloof and just like <laughs> simple. Um, which isn't there, isn't there canon that says like he was dropped on his head or something as a kid? I don't know. Maybe that's interesting. I used to know this. I think that's, there's something to that, but anyway, um, it's just, it, the humor is just enough and it has those, that nice layer of science fiction on it. Cause in, in grand tour, they're literally traveling the universe to collect dragon balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dragon ball is crazy enough to begin with that they get into some pretty funky stuff out in the universe uh, that I find very entertaining and, and a little bit funny and uh, very watchable. So shout out to Dragon Ball GT. I also wanted to give a shout out to AT, AT&T TV, um, which I was trying to, once we learned that hockey was coming back, I was trying to figure out what was the most cost-effective way for me to watch all of the hockey um, my requirements were that I needed MSG, which uh, is the Rangers, pretty much any New York metro area. Um, that's their sports channel. I'm a Rangers fan. I wanted to watch those games in the play-in round. Um, the Islanders, you can still watch on MSG. They're still playing. Uh, but I also needed NBC Sports, and I needed NHL Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and AT&T checks all, all those boxes, and the best part is, is I'm not paying anything for it because my parents already have it, and they oh, allow perfect. me to use their login. Um, but it's it's great, too, because um, if you're an AT&T customer for mobile, it won't charge you data, mm-hmm. um, which is nice if I'm out and want to watch a game and all I have is LTE or even I don't know if I can watch on 4G, but um, at least with LTE, I can tune into the game and it's not using any of my data. Um, not that I ever run into issues with data anyway. I'm almost always on Wi-Fi, but it is just nice to know that I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, so shout out there and they have a ton of stuff to watch even on the on-demand stuff. So it's good stuff. It's been nice to have hockey on literally all the time. Oh my God. Today I messaged you guys this morning. I was bummed because yeah, the first game I, wasn't on until eight. What do I do? Yeah. What do I do all day? Right. Uh, but nothing, nothing else major to report, Dan. Okay. Uh, I only have a couple things. Today was my first day, uh, alone with all the five kids as my wife returned to work today. Um, it went okay. The kids annoyed me outside of the baby, uh, pretty much the entire day. The baby did baby stuff, you know, cried and got bottles and took a nap, uh, while all the other kids just sat around and demanded me make them food and, yep. you know, the, the usual stuff. So, um, it, 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 I guess it went well, as well as I could have hoped for the first day with just me, one man and five kids. Yeah. So, uh, not too bad there. Um, I was telling you before we started, uh, part of the hard part of all of that was our neighbors are doing, having some construction work done on their yard the past three, two, three days in a row, starting at six o'clock in the morning, they get dump trucks of dirt dumped into their driveway and they have a skid steer that they use to move it from their driveway into their backyard to level out their backyard. It's a long story while that happened. I'm not going to get into it now, but, um, yeah, so that's woken us up at roughly six o'clock the past and we 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 don't go to bed until one thirty or two when we finally get the baby settled um 
for the night and and we have a few minutes where we aren't doing anything so you know we like to we put on our tv and watch video games or if there's there's been hockey so uh that's that's gone until like one o'clock in the morning so that's been nice too uh yeah unwind a little bit a few minutes before before you go to bed so yeah um yeah 130 or two has been our bedtime and then to wake up at six uh not because you're ready to wake up but because there's crashing and banging and the beeping is what annoys me the most because whenever the the skid steer or the dump trucks back up, it's the loud beep beep, and it's literally yeah. like ten feet from our bedroom window. You can't hide so. from that. Even the um, covering your head with a pillow, the frequency of that beep just cuts right through. Yeah, and like you said, you joked that you can feel the ground shake, and you, you can. <laughs> so that sucks. Hopefully, that gets done pretty soon. Yeah, I mean it's an unfortunate situation. What happened was they. They got their backyard dug out and they got dirt put in, uh, but the dirt was infested with uh, invasive species. It was called it's called Japanese knotweed, and it grows on volcanic islands. And it gets burned up by the top gets burned up by by volcanoes, but it's a hardy enough plant that it'll eventually like grow back through the, through the dried up magma magma. So like lava doesn't even burn it up. So. It's a super invasive and rapidly spreading species, and so they had to have that all dug up and properly disposed of, and they're getting new put into their backyard. I'm really curious of how that came to be. Do you have more information? Like, did they just get some, found some cheap dirt and said, yes. oh, yeah, let's go for this? Yeah, it was, and it was from someone in Johnson City, so it's not like it's wow. from some random place, but this person's, whoever they got the dirt from, their their lot was, was infested with it. So. Was it Stinky Bill? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that would have been funny, but no. That's crazy. I, that's something I never even like considered in my head. Yeah. Like, you'd be yeah. careful what kind of dirt you get. Yeah, because it might have something crazy in it like that. Huh? Man. Yeah. Um. So that's all we have going on here. I don't. I don't think I have anything else to talk about really. So yeah, let's get into what we played. What do you what did you play, Corey? I know you talked about that the Xbox Game Pass game. Yeah, so I was uh, in between Littlewood and maybe it might have been right after I played Fall Guys, but I was just looking for something else, and uh, I saw Undermine had pretty good reviews on Steam, I think, and uh, I saw that it was on Game Pass too, and it spoke to me as a roguelite RPG platformer adventure hack and slash whatever you want to call it um similar to like your hollow knight or your rogue legacy or uh, any of those kind of games um it spoke to me and it was on game pass so i just downloaded it and played it uh that game is really addictive not quite as addictive as littlewood um but very addictive and i really enjoy it i didn't i haven't messaged you guys about it just because i feel like i've been like inundating you with like you really gotta play this um but this is another one that i think everybody should play and would enjoy i'm gonna check it um, out i will yeah it. it's uh it's as i mentioned it's a roguelite it's very cryptic which i'm starting to realize i really enjoy that style of storytelling where you don't really know what's going on and part of part of the game is figuring out what's going on um like you're you're just left with some very vague information to start that's very relatable like an underwood you know you're a washed up adventurer um not necessarily washed up but at the end of your adventure and now it's time to build a town very simple high concept premise um in this game you kind of just wake up as a prisoner and you're expected to go in the mine and 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 mine some mine some stuff figure out what's going on um 
your uh, are a peasant. Do they call you a peasant or prisoner? I can't remember. One or the other. Either way, you're this lowly person, lowly serf who works for this wizard. Um, but you don't know anything about the wizard or where you are or anything like that. It's just like do these mine runs, go in the mine. Um, there are levels of the mine that are uh, randomly generated, um, but it's it's a lot like any other roguelite that you've played. There's um, one thing I really like about it, it, it does that thing with that Slay the Spire does really well, where there are relics and curses. And if you can get them to, to speak to one another, you can come up with some pretty cool uh, oh. builds for your character. Another thing I like about it is there is a form of currency that doesn't go away when you die. Um, some of it, you can also upgrade your bag, though. So if you, for your gold, uh, you can upgrade your bag. So when you die, you get a larger percentage back for your new character. It does that thing that Rogue Legacy does, where if you die, you know, your um, ancestor kind of takes your place and goes from there. Uh, I don't think it's ancestor in this case. It's just another prisoner or another peasant. But in any case, um, there is some stuff that persists in the game world, uh, like Rogue Legacy, that you can unlock that will stay with you. Mm -hmm. um, as you continue to play the game, which I really appreciate. Um, there's nothing worse in those games than you have a really great run and lose it all. Yeah, uh, That's more frustrating than it is fun. So I haven't gotten too far into it. Um, it's uh, the boss designs are really cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of the high points in the game. That's pretty much it. I mean, I like the fact that you're finding other uh, people in the mines, and then once you find them, they go up to your tavern, not tavern, or wizard tower, or wherever it is you're actually located, and then they become part of the the world you can interact with in between mine runs, uh, like finding the blacksmith who can start crafting you things, finding the guy who knows all about bombs who can craft you better bombs, um, all that kind of stuff. So, has a pretty cool art style, simple game, very addictive. If you like rogue lights or rogue likes, I don't even is it like or light? I don't one or the other. I think it's rogue light, and then there's rogue light like or rogue like like. There's okay. a bunch of different. Oh, sub, whatever. Sub rogue, yeah. If you like that style of game, there's no reason you wouldn't like Undermine. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out and download it. Sounds cool. Yeah. Definitely do. Uh, did I read somewhere that there's co-op? Oh, you know what? I'm confusing that with the Ghost of Tsushima co-op news. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's we, that's something we should cover during Nibblebits. I just realized there was a Nintendo Direct with uh, indie games that I forgot to talk about, too. So mm. um, I was just most excited that Untitled Goose Game is getting co-op. That's fun. <laughs> it's a silly game. It is even, a very silly game. Even sillier now. Okay. Anything else, Corey? No, that was it. Just uh, under, no, undermine. Undermine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Fall Guys. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I played other than Fall Guys was uh, a lot of more, a lot more Fortnite. Um. I'm, I, I'm glad I've kind of gotten. I got away from playing Fortnite a lot, uh, and I'm kind of getting back into it, uh, brushing up on the skills a little bit, but. We're, we started playing as a family, too, which I've, I've talked about. We finally got my wife to play, I think, last Friday for the first time. So uh, it was fun that my, my son really showed her the ropes of playing. And we got two victories right off the bat, our first, nice. first two matches. Yeah. Um, one of the things it does, it does take into effect, like, the, the accounts that you're playing with. 
uh, who you get matched up against. So we did get ma- matched up against a lot of bots, um, which you know that's that's fine. You know, it's it's probably better that way, um, especially when you're first starting out, like like my wife was. Uh, that you get matched up against bots instead of people that are going to build these huge elaborate structures and and blast you from them. So uh, I, I am, like I like that it's more forgiving in that in that way. I am pro bot. Yeah. Um, I definitely prefer it if I can't tell it's a bot. <laughs> Uh, but I'm okay knowing that I yeah. may have just killed a bot, but I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, you can once you've played for a while, you can kind of tell what are bots and what are not. Um, there's there's some situations where that's not the case. A lot of times, the name is a giveaway. Yeah, um, but it's like Cyberboy 2000. Yeah, well, what it is is it'll be it'll be like two words together, and then it's like two numbers. So in a lot of cases, that's not always the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, we would still come up, come up against players. Uh, and then I played duos with my daughter. I, I, I promise I won't talk about Fortnite every week, but um, I was really proud of my daughter for this one. So we were we were playing, and she wanted to land in the very center landmass, which was the Authority, uh, which I hate landing in because a lot of other people land there right away. I like to get uh, at least a weapon or two before I have to worry about other people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we landed there. There's a ton of people everywhere. And I got I got knocked like not right away, but I, I got a weapon and I knocked a few people, but I got knocked. And my daughter's like, well, what do I do? I'm like, well, you have to fight like you I like I can't help you right now. So I knocked this person's teammate. We like I crawled around behind a, a door and then the teammate came around and, and knocked me and was healing the their their person. Uh, and my daughter snuck up on this person while they were healing their teammate and eliminated them. So they both nice. got eliminated then she revived me and brought me back so i was very proud of her that's that. awesome she, she did that all on her own i didn't i didn't help her do it so how how pumped was she oh she was psyched yeah that's awesome psyched. so uh, yeah playing fortnite with the kids is uh, is a is a blast that's great yeah and my wife got actually got the last elimination in one of the one of the games that we played so sweet yeah it's nice to have a four-man team and we were doing three-man squads which all the squads are four teams four players but we were doing not phil uh so it was just us three so we didn't have to worry about a rando teammate right um but it's it's definitely so much fun that's cool yeah family bonding yep over video games that's awesome 2020 yeah, yeah. could you imagine like <laughs> back when we were kids like bonding over video games with well to be fair we kind of did a little bit a little i remember bit, yeah. um dad would play blades of steel with us and mom mario. would play mario or tetris Tetris. we did yeah. a little bit of that back in the day way yeah. back in the day way back dad would all dad also did the world-class track meet yes yeah <laughs> he was the one that that did the step off the the pad oh yes. long jump we we would always just jump as high as we could and dad would just like step off of it and then step back on right at the very last second uh, so he popularized that trick well to our point earlier part of the game yep <laughs> yeah the savvy veteran you know yeah. using the using he's got to know when to step back on exactly so uh that's all i have to talk about for what i played i really don't think i animal crossing i played again i don't have anything to talk about with that so i'll be interested to see what the fall update is all about um, oh, Tito's got uh, audio feedback, so I will play that. This is going to oh, be nice. about Fall Guys because he he asked me if we were talking about Fall Guys, so I can call it up on my phone. That'll be a little easier. 
talking in the chat, uh, it's worth mentioning the Ghost of Tsushima co-op edition is free. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. No. Okay. Uh, the top comment was, yeah, it sounds to me like uh, that just didn't make it in time for the original release of the game, so they're doing the right thing and releasing it for free. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if that's true, that. but consumers win and I'm happy. Okay. Uh, he says, Fall, Fall Guys, quick thoughts, then my tips for a few games at the 150 marks. Here we go. This is from Tito. So from LA. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys. Um, Can you hear that okay? Usually with my, well, that's not, but I do have a good group of guys that I like to play with, and um, I've been having a good time. I think it's a pretty fun game. Um, I don't know if it's a, this is my quick thoughts on it. I don't know if it's a game that'll keep my interest after a month. Um... I wish that they would do more rotations, like instead of waiting three months for the season to end, and I'm hoping that means new games come through. Three months is kind of a while, and I see myself getting bored before then. But um, it's a fun game. There are two things that I think keep it from... I want, There's one thing that should have been included in the game that should have just been a staple, and it's not, and I think that really hurts it. And then another thing that's just really annoying that hurts it as well. The first being that there's no local co-op, it seems like, and I think that's like, what the heck are you thinking? I mean, I have two nieces and nephews, and I want to play this game with them. You can have a max party of four, um, but the fact that I, those four, if they wanted to play together, they can't because there's only one PlayStation. That's dumb. Um, that's a big no-no on my part for a type of game like this meant for kids. Second is the servers suck, but that's nothing new for a new game that got hit really hard with the huge gaming population. I think there was like 16 million on the PlayStation alone um, Holy crap. in the first month, or whatever, which is impressive. Wow. And, you know, they got it for free, which is awesome. Um, but but I mean, even when things are going fine, I just find myself being kicked sometimes. So that's kind of annoying. Um, that's my quick thoughts. And uh, I think it's definitely a fun party game, but I don't think it has. I mean, I'm not going to argue too much, but. I hope it has lasting legs that it goes on for a while. We'll see. Um, I now have some tips that I'd like to go over and I keep recording this feedback and it's too long. So I think I'm just going to go over like two or three solid tips that I know that I haven't really seen mentioned in a lot of places. One is egg scramble, the egg scramble game where you have to toss a bunch of eggs into a basket. It's a three team game and the team games, the best way to enjoy this all guys is don't worry about the team games if you lose it's just a way to remove the skill players from the the people that suck um it's kind of random there's not much you can do about it but me and my friend have pretty good success in completing that one where we bully whoever's last or second to, if we're in last place we bully the second to last team because you have to be in the top two to move on so just bully the last place team don't let them turn in any eggs or steal from them um and you're usually gonna do pretty well um, what I like to do is you can actually throw eggs um, by using the dive mechanic and then letting go of the egg as you dive. So I'll jump and dive and then let go of the egg as a way to just throw it into my basket instead of having to walk all the way over to the basket. Um, the, also, if you're defending your egg, you can actually block people from jumping up because you know you have to jump into an egg, grab an egg, and then jump two steps to to leave the nest and then turn it into your own nest if you're trying to steal. But I found when I'm defending is if I stay at the lip of the last step, they can't jump up onto the last step because I'm blocking their path and they can't do anything. So that's the easiest way to defend. Um, 
Also, the gold eggs are worth five points, so that's usually a hot commodity, but I wouldn't focus, if it's taking a lot of time to try to turn in a golden egg and everyone keeps grabbing you, just let it go and, and find another roll, you know, try something else because you're, you're just wasting time. Um, DoorDash, um, I have a tough time with DoorDash. And the only tip I can really think of is there's actually a way to tell which doors are the ones to go through and which ones are the walls, um, but only for the last two sets of doors. Mm. Um, when there's an intro video, if you have quick eyes, you can actually tell which doors are fake or which doors are the ones to go through, I should say. If the teeth at the bottom of the doors, there's little teeth that you have to jump over. If the teeth are right up next to the door, the striped door, and there's no gap in between, there's no pink sliver of gap, that's the door to go through. Okay. It's very obvious on the very last row. The second to last row is a bit harder to tell. And then another tip I haven't seen is that the debris that's that when you when you crash through a door that's a that's that you can go through. There's all that debris that falls. Some of that padding you can actually jump on and it kind of launches you forward. You go a bit higher and you you move a little bit faster, it kind of launches you. So it's not super useful, but it is a way to kind of beat the crowd. You also kind of want to jump over a crowd if they're in your way and see if you can crowd surf. My friend does that and he has a lot of success. I have not been able to do that at all. And then the last tip I have, I have a lot, I have tips for almost all the games, but this feedback is already long. Um, Hexagon, some pe uh, my, my suggestion for Hexagon, which is like the, one of the final mini games, the final round mini games, a lot there's there's a big movement in like dropping all the way down to the last level and then trying to remove a lot of the the tile so that everyone just falls through and ah. i've tried that two or three times and it doesn't work you know i'm sure if you can win that way but i i have like over 25 wins in on my belt and wow. most of them i think half of them have been from hexagon and the way i do it is just kind of the normal approach where if you're on the same level with everyone, you need to run around. Don't do the slow hopping method. Um, just run around and tron them if you can. If you see someone approaching you, turn around. That way you're now running in front of them and cut them off. Um, and then when no one's around you and no one's on your same level, most people have dropped, then you do the slow method of hopping tile to tile to take as much time as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and, you, and knowing where you're going to fall once you run out of tiles, you need to think ahead. Um, I think those are my only tips. I have a lot more, but uh, this this feedback's way too long. Uh, send, thanks, and I'll see you guys around. Send them in next week, Tito. We, I'd love to hear them. Um, yeah, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, right off the bat, he mentioned how he hopes the game has legs, and I think that's kind of where I was. my head was at when I was trying mm -hmm. to articulate like this, the way I feel the game is kind of simple. Um, but I think, I mean, given the popularity, I think, I think it will have legs. And even if it's not there right now, they'll build onto this game and make it something that will have legs. It's probably brought in enough money that they can hire out if they need to, you know, contract people, hire better people to, to make this into something that is a little more sustainable long-term. Yeah. I mean, even like he said, if, even if they rotate out like some of the races, like even if they just, just rotate in some new races every now and again. I think that would go a long way. I think he said, did he say three months for the first season? I, yeah, I, I haven't seen that anywhere else, but if that's the case before they like, even if they, if it does take that long to have, um, you know, to have, have completely new like mini games, uh, I think let, let doing like a Splatoon map rotation, I think would, would be good and just cycle some of the races out and, and 
have a few new new ones in there. Yeah, definitely. I think would be would be a good idea. But yeah. I mean, th- there's really like you really could do anything with with this game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- oh, local co-op. Yes, I would love to see local co-op too. Yeah, uh, because my kids love watching this game and and they like playing it a little bit. Um, excuse me, I had to cough. Um, I would love to. Yeah, because I have two Xbox controllers. We could play it on my PC for right now with with two people. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you. Some of those tips. Hexagon is like my the bane of my I've made it to that one so many times and just like I'm the first one out almost every time. Um, but no, hearing some of your tips, I, I think I stand a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I only have one win. So Tito's got 20, like 25 wins. That's pretty impressive. That's got, crazy. I'd be I've curious. Do they have like um, win win rate? Is that a stat that shows somewhere in Fall Guys? Uh, Do you know? I don't know. I know they keep stats because they there, there apparently is a best Fall Guys Fall Guys player in the world. Uh, I wonder if got, it's me. They, they got a special skin. So if you got <laughs> a special skin, if you got a special skin that you did not buy, you could be the best Fall Guys player in the world because there is one apparently based on their algorithm. Yeah, I would I would love to see stats like how you yeah. placed over time, how you did. On certain, certain races, yeah. I, I don't know if that, that's there. I don't think I ever looked. But I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. Uh, Tito says, I'd be interested in the Steam Workshop, players making their own mini-games and trying them out. That would be great. Or even, yeah, like, having that built into the game. Having, yeah, like a like yeah. a cr- create creative mode where you make your own. Because uh, the community could make amazing things with it. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's in the future plans. It's a great idea. I never would have thought of that. I hope so. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for your feedback, Tito. Appreciate it. Like I said, if you want to send in the, the other tips that you have next week, by all means, I know I'll still be playing this game for a little while, uh, still. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely send them in. I, I haven't done, I should say I haven't done a 10 minute video game tips podcast in a while. Um, but I've got to do one for paper Mario and I've got to do one for fall guys. So, um, I've, I've been accumulating my own, tips for that got a um, lot of material i do there's just hasn't been enough time for me to record it takes like two hours to record one probably when all said and done even though they're only like eight minutes long um we should uh <laughs> um so this is going way back but um tito is actually the person who created the rocket league with video game or with real soccer announcers oh. video for us there are one uh, our brief moment of of fame going viral um we should do we should do one with uh fall guys but it's like horse racing announcers <laughs> oh, or something like that yeah that'd be pretty that's, good that's good well the kentucky derby's coming up yeah so yeah. That that's a perfect marriage of two pop culture things yes um that's a great idea okay uh anything else Corey? real quick uh no um i meant to tell you dan i might not be available for next week i don't know if you're still planning on doing the fall games preview but i may not be there for it um yeah, i know i said i would but doesn't doesn't matter i we can we're flexible even if we go into september for the fall games preview that's fine um yeah, yeah well usually uh, it's we usually try to coincide it around madden release right yes which is is it next week uh, next week's the last Probably. week in august yeah that's so. crazy it is crazy. Well, we have Monday the thirty first. Don't forget about that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we have a Monday. 
What, uh, so so Thursday would be. Thursday third? is the third. Yes. Okay. Okay. So next next Thursday will be the twenty seventh, and then it'll be the third. Okay. Yeah. Get my like I can't believe it's almost September already. It's start it's starting to get cold at night here. Oh, I love it. I oh I hate this time of the year. <laughs> I love it. God, the, it reminds me a of going back to school, which just still to this day as a almost thirty seven year old, uh, gives me anxiety. You gotta, then, you guys you gotta start filling those memories with new traditions. Start like uh, drinking a lot in the fall or something. And then, you know, you have something to look <laughs> well, forward that, to I, each year. I did that on the, uh, the golf course after eight hours of leaf maintenance. I oh, would God. drink a lot. So there's also I, that in the back of my head. And now that I have a yard that actually gets leaves in it, I have to yeah. rake them and blow them. And ugh. So just uh, for those that don't know, um, we worked on a golf course for much of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. I was almost a decade. Dan was over a decade, right? Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. Um, one of the worst times of year was leaf maintenance time because you'd be driving the workmen around, pulling a blower and blowing leaves, but it would also be like 39 degrees and raining on you. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's one thing to be in that environment, just like sitting, but when you're riding and you get the wind whipping against your face and mm-hmm. you have everything covered, but your little eyes and even, even those are getting pelted with sleet or something. And you're trying to blow these leaves that every time you get them up in the air, they just, wind would come and push them back the other way. And it's misery. It, it, if you want, it's if, misery. If, if you want to know what misery is, that's, that's yep. misery. And then you might like go a little too quick down a fairway and jackknife and slip and tear up the fairway. And yeah. then you got to deal with that or get stuck in the mud. And oh, it's brutal. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, like our, our three to five year plan is to move south where we're, there's no winter. Because even my kids now, like they always were like kind of like like the cold weather and like playing in the snow. They're like, we just put up the pool. Like, why is it getting cold already? And we're gonna have a few more warm days, but the nights are cold, so the pool doesn't doesn't stay warm. It's gonna, yeah, you know, it's it gets cold. So, they're they're mm. on board now for a move somewhere where we can have a pool and use it instead year of round. just it's well, maybe not even year round, but more than a month and a half. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, to each their own. I just I'm one of those people who like cold winter night, great, like sit by the fire, put on a flannel drink some whiskey you know i don't know i just i i try to make the most of every season that's that's the majority of people i'm in the minority with hating hating fall first of all yeah loathing winter i'm not the only one that loathes winter but i feel like i'm the only one that does that hates fall yeah you might be (laughs) (laughs) i'm the odd odd man out uh even even my wife used to love fall now she's just like no i want to be part of this yeah so Ah, you guys don't want to go leaf peeping in the Adirondacks this weekend? Like, no. what are you talking about? Apparently, no. the leaves are changing already in some spots up there. So. Oh, God, I hate it. Yeah, get, I'm, you I'm just got to accept it, Dan. Getting anxiety just thinking about it. I want to go somewhere there's palm trees. Yeah, well, soon we'll be able to visit Will in Hawaii, so. Yeah, that's true. If, anyway. If, if the Rona ever goes away. Freaking A. So yeah, next week uh, we'll have an episode. I don't know what it's going to be about. Um, if Corey can't make it, we'll probably push the fall games preview to the beginning of September. 
Uh, we will have something next week, though. Uh, maybe I'll play a new game or what have you. Uh, upcoming games that are coming out, Crusader Kings 3 is coming out on the 1st of September, I believe. I think that's the only new game I'm going to be playing. Uh, there might be a, like an indie game that's coming out next week that I'm not that I'm I can't think of the name of right now, but I feel like there's was Wasteland three coming out soon maybe. I think so. Yeah, uh, I want to say it was August. Yeah, it's the end of August, so that might be that might be something out. That won't be one that we would do next week because uh, that's a long game, but that might be something I I also play. So August twenty eighth. Okay, so it was yeah next next Friday. Yeah, comes out on PS four Xbox. Windows, Linux, Mac. I did not realize it was coming to all of those. I thought it was it's, just like a PC and maybe like an Xbox thing. It's Game Pass too, so. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, jeez. It's I, it's. I feel like it's not fair. Is it? It isn't. I, well, and Microsoft admits that they're losing money on it, but like, sometimes you have to lose money in order to make money in the long yeah, run. You know, you're drawing people into your ecosystem, like because yep. I pro like. I was initially going to get the new Xbox. I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll wait. Um, just because I'm going to get a new graphics card, and I'd rather have that in my computer. Um, you know, our Xbox is, is fine for now. Um, but yeah, like, as I said, Crusader Kings 3. I don't I don't know why, but it's on PC Game Pass. So. It's awesome. Wasteland 3. That is awesome. I mean, if I'm running the Game Pass program and I'm, like, scouting out games and trying to strike those deals i would i would almost get them like early in the stages of development before they can you know anticipate how good their game is going to be and the popularity probably comes a lot cheaper and um i don't know if that's the situation here but uh i'm really excited i loved wasteland too yeah crusader kings crusader kings that's a niche title you know that's a really deep strategy like i i don't know why they picked that one for pc but great it's probably a combination of you know who who's gonna accept our offer uh, i imagine like a paradox crusader kings well it's revered probably doesn't sell like a yeah. blockbuster you know sure. so i'm sure they they saw value in putting it on game pass as well mm-hmm. um, i'd be interested to see what those deals look like from the business perspective like what kind yeah. of I, they have to make money. They, they're not giving their games away for free, I wouldn't think. Unless the thing with Crusader Kings is they sell a lot of small DLC packs. So maybe yeah. that's where they're going with that. It could be. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, I imagine every one of those deals is structured a little bit differently. Um, yeah. I don't know. But I'm with you. I, I love learning about those like licensing deals and yeah. publication rights and all that stuff. All right. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for episode 469 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Uh,